How you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Peches, the thirty-eight of Masechet Ksubis, friends. Um, well, hmm. yawn. Ah, <laughs> uh, we're like go inviter in the Mishnah, I guess. Um, yeah, right. That was that Mishnah about like Apogemis Ksubas. We had all sorts of situations where she needs to swear, and then and then she can collect her Ksuba. And then we got to this kind of cryptic statement of Shimon. We have to understand what that means or not understand what it means. It's a little confusing. Alright. We're going to start on the base about 10 lines before the bottom of the page by the two dots. So if you have one witness who's testifying that the Ksuba uh, has already been paid. So you have... Um, um, uh, this woman, she's married, and then she gets divorced, and the husband's saying that he already paid the ksuba. She's saying she didn't receive anything, and there's one witness who says that um, she did receive the ksuba. Now, of course, one witness is not enough. You need two witnesses, but we say that one witness, though, can be mechaev shvut. Right, in general. So, so let's see what the Gemara says. Right, that when the Mishnah says that if he says he paid the Ksuba, she says that she didn't receive anything. And, excuse me, Babylon. And then there's one witness who says that, um, who testifies that Shitaka received it. So Rabbi Barachama thought to say, well, one witness is able to require a Shvua Midor Raisa. The Pasuk says, You can't have merely one witness testifying about a fellow for any kind of sin. Yeah, one witness is not sufficient when it comes to an oven or a chatos. But, ooh, there's a siren. They know that I'm uh, recording Babylon Tom. They say, they, on the dispatch thing, they say, okay, it's really, he's recording now, he's recording now. Okay, turn it on, go, drive, blast it really loud. Okay. Wait, how many times? The sirens are going to siren. So, one witness is insufficient when it comes to Ovun and Chatos, but it uh, one witness does suffice to be mechayev shvuah to force somebody to swear. From Ramayim, he said, "Komakom shanaim mechayevin also momin." In any situation where two witnesses, excuse me, Babylon, any situation where two witnesses would be able to require somebody to have to uh, pay money. Um, where am I? Okay, one witness will suffice in order to uh, make somebody swear. So therefore, Rabbi Rachama thought to say that, oh, somebody's yelling outside. So then, um, so then one witness will be enough to make somebody swear. So therefore, Rabbi Rachama thought to say that um, when there's one witness here and she has to swear, it's midoraisa omarovit. Rabbi responds, Shtei tshuves badover. I have two reasons to, I have two responses to you. Chada, d'chol nishbayin, shabatoa nishbayin, v'lo mashalman, v'in nishbayas, v'noteles. Well, in general, in the Torah, you swear, as we saw earlier, right, uh, yesterday's daf, that in general, when you swear in the Torah, you swear in order to prevent yourself from having to pay money. But here she's 
swearing and then chapping a rhyme. The ksubit. The ode and more so karkos. That we don't swear about something that has a lien on property. And a ksuba is something that places a lien on property. So Elam Rav rather says Rav Midrabonon that this swear is only a Midrabon, Babylon, excuse me. This is not a Deoraiset swear. Kedelaf is Daito Shabal. In order to um, make the husband feel a little better, right? Meaning he's got one witness who's saying that, um, that right, who's, who's supporting him and saying that the Ksuba has been paid. So, you know what? At least uh, make her swear that she has not received anything. Um, and if she's willing to swear, so then Beseder, she can chap it around. Omer Papa says, Papa, if the husband was smart, if the husband is smart, so he would sort of play his cards the right way, so that she would have to swear midoraisa, not just midorabonon, that she didn't receive anything, but even midoraisa. How would he play his cards properly? Excuse me, Babylon. I should probably start sleeping more. Oh. So the answer is that the way that this uh, that the husband can require her to swear Mida would be in the following way. Wow, I feel like my brain isn't really working. Um, okay. So what he would do is he would pay the the ksuba what he's considering to be a second time, because he's saying he's he already paid it one time. So he would Remember, he's got one witness who testified that he already paid it. What he can do is he can chaparain another witness to testify, right, and he'll pay the ksuba now nochamo a second time. And this time there'll be a second witness. And now, over the course of his ksuba paying, he has two witnesses. So if you join together the first witness with the second witness, you basically have two witnesses testifying that he, that, that he paid the ksuba the second time. Because right, you could just join them together. The Gemara is going to ask, what do you mean you could just join them together? But anyways, we're assuming for now that you can magically just join them together. And now you have two witnesses testifying that he paid his ksuba. And you still have that one, right? There was one witness who testified the first time around. So that you have that one witness who's saying that he paid it the first time. So then, And then he basically says, look, okay, so I have two witnesses who say that I paid the ksuba, right? Because there was a second witness the second time and that joins together with the first witness. So there's basically two witnesses saying that he paid the ksuba. And what about the first time that he says he paid? That was a loan. He basically loaned her the value of the ksuba. And when it comes to a loan, so one witness can uh, be mechaev her, right? She's saying that she doesn't uh, owe any money, right? That she didn't receive anything. And therefore, she now one witness can force her to swear me the that she in fact didn't receive anything. And then, you know, if she's willing to swear me the so then say her. But, you know, assuming that uh, she didn't receive anything, she won't be willing to do that. And then he'll be able to get his uh, money back. All right. Fine. If Shishabedavidi says, what does it mean? How can you just magically join together two witnesses who are testifying about two different things? The first witness says he saw him pay it once. The second witness is saying that he saw him pay it a second time. But they're testifying about two separate things. How can you magically just join them together? Oh. So rather says of Shishabedavidi, no, the second time around, when he pays the Ksuba, he pays the Ksuba with the first, right, the first witness who saw it the first time around and brings him back. 
And then he chapsarai in a second guy. And now you have two witnesses testifying that he paid the ksuba right this time around. So he has two witnesses saying that he's already paid the ksuba. What about the first time when he claims that he paid the ksuba? Well, there was one witness. He'll say that that was simply just treat that as a loan. And, and let that one witness testify about a loan. And she'll have to uh, swear Midorai said she didn't receive anything. All right. Fine. Oh, and then the first uh, uh, payment would only be considered a loan. Maskev for Ravashi. Ravashi has Sakasha. But Akati Cholimemer based Ksuba Savoy. Oh, but can't she, can't she say that she had two marriage documents? She had two Ksubas. And, and the first time uh, she received payment for the first Ksuba. And the second time she received, uh, right, the first time was for the first Ksuba. And the second time was for the second Ksuba. So there's no, right, there's no, there's no loan over here. So Elo Amravashi, who the Modalu? Well, I guess he told them in advance that, look, this is what we're doing, right? We're hopping you both around to, to testify that I'm paying the Ksuba. Because she's going to want to say that she received the ksuba the first time, but that's just going to be treated as a loan, and you know don't corroborate that um, don't corroborate that story at all. And in that case, then she won't be able to claim that the uh, first time that, that she had two ksubas, because two ksubas is like not a common thing. So we just basically uh, he 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 makes it clear that nobody is going to be testifying that she received the ksuba the first time around. Um, I'm sorry, right? nobody's going to be uh, testifying that there were like two ksubas, rather they're just going to say, no, he paid the ksuba the second time, we can't trust her about the first time, to say that she had two ksubas or whatever, fine. From, and we also said from the Yershin, right, so if she wants to chaperan from the, from the Yershin, so then, um, so then, um, Sen she has to swear. So it's not awesome. So we learned in Shavuos. And the um, and the and the uh, orphans only get paid back with a uh, with a swear. Miman. Who from who? Silim and Milve. If we're talking about a loan, Hashavin shaka below Shavuah, Venu b'Shavuah. I don't understand. If 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 their father wanted to collect a loan payment that he was owed. So then he wouldn't have to swear in order to get this payment. So why, why, um, right? So why, so why, uh, why, why would there have to be a swear in this case? Rather, this is what it's saying. Oh. So if orphans are collecting from other orphans, right? So one group of orphans says to another group of orphans, you guys owe us money. They can only get paid back with a swear. Amr of Zika, Amr Rav Yehuda. This says Zika, the name of Rav Yehuda. Loshanu Elisha, Amr Yisomim. So this is only talking about what the second group of orphans say. Amr Lanu Abba, that our father told us, Livisi Ufarati. Look, I borrowed money, but I had already paid it back. I already paid it back. So in that case, when, when, when the other orphans swear that, um, Right. I'm sorry, when, when the other orphans say that, yes, their father borrowed money, but he paid it back. So then the orphans who feel that they are owed money swear that um, they, you know, they have no indication that that's true. And then they can uh, collect. But if the other um, orphan said, that our father told us, that they didn't, 
that right that he, that their father said that he didn't borrow anything at all. Even if the first set of orphans swear that they're telling the truth, still they can, they cannot get paid back if the other group of orphans says that their father never borrowed anything. Maskif Larov Rav asks the Kasha, however, Adrab, I don't understand. Should be punked vakert. Kol Omer lo Livisi, Komilo paraiti dami. If a fellow says, I don't know what you're talking about. I never borrowed any money. Any money? What's he basically saying? I also never paid back any money, right? If you never borrowed it, surely you couldn't have paid it back. So Ella itmar itmar. This is what you have to say. Amr of Zrika, Amr of Yehuda, lo shanu Ella shamu yisomim that um, the the lenders' heirs only have to. Uh, swear and get paid if um, the other if the borrower's heirs said that our father told us parati that our father said yeah he borrowed money but he also paid it back so then the lender's heirs swear that they don't have any indication that that's true and then they can get paid back but if the um, lenders if the borrower's heirs say that our father told us Livisi that he never borrowed at all, well then, Nifrayin Shiloh B'Shvua, then the lender's um, heirs can get paid back and they don't have to swear at all, Shekhala Omer Lo Livisi, Paraiti Dami. Because anybody who says that he never borrowed, he's also basically, essentially saying that he never paid back either. And therefore, in that case, uh, the borrowers, um, right, so in that, so in that case, um, um, the lender's heirs can get paid back even without having to swear. Alright. And also, if um, she's getting her ksuba paid and her husband's not around, so then she would need to swear. This is only by ksubas isha that she can. Um, swear that she didn't receive the money and then, and then get her ksube, right, get paid her ksube, um, if her husband is away someplace. Because we want to make sure that the women are, 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 are taken care of so that they'll want to get married. So therefore, you know, even if he ends up running away, she'll still be able to swear that she didn't receive the ksube and then chaperarain. Have a balchov, low. But if a person is owed money, right, if Ruvain lends a thousand dollars to Shimon and then Shimon runs away someplace, Ruvain cannot simply um, swear and then get his money back. Virava Amr of Nachman, Afilu Balchov, that says Rav the name of Nachman. No, even in this case with Ruvain and Shimon, Ruvain can swear and get his $1,000 back. Because we want to present, prevent a situation where Shimon is simply going to have a good idea that he's going to borrow $1,000 and then run away someplace. And what that's going to do is a few bad shimmins, a few bad apples like shimmin, uh, running away and hopping around the money, um, are going to basically make people like Ruven never want to loan man- money anymore, which is going to create a difficult situation for borrowers. So in the interest of making sure that there's money to be lent and borrowed, so in a, situ- in a situation like this, says Rav Nachman in the name of Shmuel, um, no, Rav in the name of Rav Nachman, that um, Reuven would be able to swear that he didn't receive his $1,000 and get paid back if Shimon runs away someplace. Reb Shimon had said that, as what did he say? As long as right, when, when she um, claims her ksube, so then the 
heirs can make her swear. If she's not claiming her ksubis, then the heir ain't much being a yosh much being. So the heirs don't make her swear. So now, Reb Shimon what is Reb Shimon referring to? So I'm Reb Aho. Reb says the following: that when um, we said in the Mishnah that if a woman her, her husband runs away and she's getting and she wants to get her ksuba paid and he's not around. So then she has to swear in order to get paid, to get her ksube. I'm sorry, Now this would be regardless if she's trying to collect mizonis, right, sustenance while he's away, or to collect her ksube, that she got divorced and now she wants to collect her ksube. So Reb Shimon the Meimar and Reb Shimon comes to argue and say, Look, if she is claiming her ksube, so then the heirs can make her... Um, Swear. But if she's not claiming Gersube, so then, right, if she's claiming Mizonis, so then the heirs cannot make her swear. And we're arguing regarding the Machlokas of Chonon and the Bnequanim Gedolim. The Tanan is within the Mishnah. Mishalachim Dina Sayom, a fellow goes traveling someplace, Vishto Tavas Mizonis, and his wife is. Uh, asking for mizonis. Chonon Omer says, Chonon, Tishava Basov, Velo Tishava Batchila. Look, she can only, uh, swear and chaperain regarding her ksube if they get divorced, but not regarding her, um, her mizonis. But the sons of the Quanim Gedolim argue, remember they said, Tishava Batchila Uvasov, that she could swear, um, both by the, um, uh, both by the ksube as well as by the mizonis. So, okay, right, so, 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 Chonon says that, um, that she would have to swear in order to collect Kiksuba, but not in order to accept the Mizonis, but the Chacham would say, um, that, I'm sorry, the Bnei Kwan would say that she swears both by the Mizonis as well as by the, right, by the Kiksuba as well as by the Mizonis. Fine. Um, Rabbi Shimon Kachonon, Rabbonon Kivnei Kwan Gudolim, so Rabbi Shimon, who says that you swear by the Kiksuba, but not by the Mizonis, is like, um, and the Rabbonon uh, are like um, the Rabbonon are like um, the rabbis are like the Bnei Kwan Gidolim who say that you swear both by Mizonis as well as by um, Ksuba. Fine. Maska for Here's the problem. The problem is that Reb Shimon says that the heirs are the ones who are going, the ones who are going to make her swear. However, 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 in this case, the husband's alive, right? I mean, if we're talking about a situation where, where, that when she gets paid her ksuba and he's away someplace, he's not dead, they're just divorced and he's away someplace. So why are we talking about the heirs? He's still alive. Right, so again, so Maskafa of Sheshis, Sheshis asks, Hayershin Majbin Osa, Bezdin Majbin Osa. It's Bezdin who's making her swear. Mibarele, it should say. Ella, Omer of Sheshis, rather, says of Sheshis, Aho, that Rib Shimon is going on the following. That, you know, she was in, right, she was in charge, she was running her husband's business, but then he dies, and immediately after the funeral, she goes back to her father's house, or she went to her father-in-law's house, but she did not go back into the business. So then the Yershin, 
the heirs cannot make her swear about anything. She never went back to the business and the, and the father uh, swore in his lifetime that uh, she, he wasn't going to make her swear, not him, not his, inherit, not, not his heirs. So therefore they can't make her swear about anything from before the death. Ve'im, well, or, or after the death because afterwards she didn't go back to being in the business. But if she did go back in, uh, to being in the business, so the heirs can make her swear about future stuff, but they cannot make her swear about past stuff. Shimon comes to say, No, if ever she's going to collect her ksube, so then they could make her swear, even that she didn't take stuff from before. But if they, if she's not uh, requesting Uksuba, then the, the, then the heirs cannot make her swear at all. And it's like the machlokas, oh, between Abishol and the rabbis, the Tanan, as we learn in a Mishnah. That if you have an apotropis, that if you have an apotropis, that, that the, um, father of the orphans, um, appointed, and in this case, we're assuming that um, right, it was the, right, that she was appointed by the father to be the to be involved in the business, the apotropia. Yeshava. So then she would swear, just like the rabbis are saying in the Mishnah. Mino, minu bezdin lo yeshava. Now, but if um, bezdin appointed her, so then appointed the apotropis, so then then they don't swear. Abashol Omer says Abashol Chiluf Advarim it's Taka Punkt Fakert Minu Bezdin Bezdin Yishava that if Bezdin appointed um, the Apotropis then he swears Minu Avi Yisomim but if he's appointed by the father of the orphans Lo Yishava he doesn't swear so if Shimon Kabashol Rabban Kerban so the rabbis in the Mishnah who say that you know if the father is 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 uh, appointing her as the Apotropis and then she goes back to being the Apotropia so then so then she would swear. So that's like the Rabbanon over here also say that Be- we know that when the father appoints, as the, appoints an apotropis, then they swear. And Reb Shimon is saying, punkt fakert, that um, if the father appoints an apotropis, then they don't swear. Fine. Maskifla Abaye, Abaye Asakasha. Hai kozmanche tovask suboso im tovask suboso mi But this shouldn't be that whenever she claims Uksuba, it should be if she claims Uksuba, right? In the event that she claims Uksuba, so then she would have to swear. Say, Allah, Omar, Abaye, Aho, rather says Abaye, it's going on the following, Kosovo, Neder, Ushvua, Enli, Olaich, that if he says no vow or oath, I don't have any vows or oaths upon you, Enri, Yochul, Ashbiya, so you can't make her swear, Neder, Ushvua, Enli, if he says that I won't make you swear a vow, Vlali, Yorshai, not my heirs, not anybody who I sell my property to, upon you and on your heirs and in anybody who you might sell your ksuba to, he can't make her swear, not him, not his heirs, not anybody who he sells his property to, he can't make her swear, right? they can't make her swear or uh, any, her heirs, not anybody who she may have sold the ksuba to, and if Shimon comes to say, that look, if she's coming to claim right any time that she comes to claim her ksuba, they can make her that the heirs can make her swear. It's like machlokas between Abishol 
ben Ima Miriam and the rabbis. That Abba Shob and Ima Miriam had said yesterday, I believe, that, um, that look, anytime that they caught, right, that a woman comes to claim her ksuba, so then, uh, so then they make her swear. But the rabbis disagree. So, so, Rib Shimon Kabashol, Verabonon, Kurabonon. So, Rib Shimon, who says that she has to swear, is like, uh, right, when she claims Iksuba, is like, Abashol ben Miriam, Abashol And the rabbis are like the rabbis. Maskifla, Rapapa, Asakasha, Tenach Kuzman Shetavaz Ksubaso. Fine, so that explains every time, or any time that she, that she claims her Ksuba. So it's like, Abashol ben Miriam. The Rav Shimon saying like Abishol ben Ibn Miriam in a Tovas Ksubaso, Michael Emir. What about when Rav Shimon says, and if she doesn't claim Ksubas, then she doesn't have to swear? Sela Omer, Rav Papa, Lafukim Eder Eliezer, Machlukosus. It says Rav Papa, it's the exclusion of Rabbi Eliezer um, and his chevra that Rabbi Eliezer had basically said that um, that they can make her swear whenever they want, right? Even on like. Uh, like thread and dough and stuff and Rav Shimon is saying look if they're claiming the Ksuba she's claiming the Ksuba then they can make her swear but if she's not claiming the Ksuba then then uh, they cannot make her swear um, alright uh, that got a little weird and confusing at the end that was that Pechesim Sech the Ksubis well I hope you enjoyed that peace out